special day today. I know everybody's excited about the weekend. The weather looks like it's going to be nice. Today's uh, not, but tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, and the next week will be. Today we are broadcasting live. We are here at the War Memorial, the Wisconsin War Memorial in uh, Milwaukee, right on the lakefront near um, Lake Michigan. And we are here because of the field of flags that is uh, being put together. And different groups are outside as we speak. Uh, for those watching on the Bud Light live stream, that's what you're seeing is the initial uh, impact of the field of flags. And what that represents is they're going era by era of those Wisconsinites uh, in the military who have given the ultimate sacrifice. And that's what Memorial Day weekend is all about. They are starting with the Civil War. They started this last year, and this year is the Civil War, and then it will continue on year after year after year to build upon that until eventually every war and every conflict is represented via the state of Wisconsin. And it's this year there's going to be almost 12,000 flags that are going to be put in the field of flags. By the time they finish this, um, it is going to be uh, close to 30,000 flags, which is amazing, which is an amazing number uh, when you think about it. But uh, we're going to have pictures up all day on the uh, Bud Light live stream. Uh, also, I'm going to post them over on the Facebook fan page as well. And I'll post some randomly over on the uh, on Twitter feed as well. But uh, that's what we're here for today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of sports. Don't get me wrong. Brewers got a nice win. You got the Warriors going to the NBA Finals. And uh, so there's a lot to, to catch up on, absolutely. We're going to talk a little NIL today as well and just get you ready for the weekend. I understand all of that. Uh, but today, that's that's one of the reasons we are here. So uh, just it, it's – I walked around it today, and for those that uh, have a chance to ever visit here, it's just one of those – it's open to the public. It's free. You can just come in and walk around. The Eternal Flame still – um, is there eternally, obviously, that, thus the name Eternal Flame, duh. But uh, it just you walk around, all the branches are represented. Uh, even 9-11 is represented. There's a piece of the girder uh, that was part of the World Trade Center that is on display here. Uh, there is uh, a POW MIA table set up here on the fourth floor uh, awaiting the return of those that uh, have you know, been lost and not recovered uh, that sits there today. So there's just a lot of really neat things to give you um, a point of reference for recollection and remembrance. So uh, that's uh, a lot of what today is all about. So we are glad to be here. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, right now you are looking live. That is a picture out of the window. Uh, we were going to be outside in the plaza today, but it's cold. So we are above the plaza on the fourth floor today, and that's where you can uh, find us. And like I said, it's free and open to the public. So if you're in here walking around, uh, feel free to swing by. And the picture you're looking at now is a picture of the uh, the left of the plaza. Way off in the distance is the back field where the field of flags will eventually fill in. And, uh, and you'll be able to, if you're going to come down in this area, you'll be able to actually see that. So... 
that was one of the reasons we wanted to, to, to be here today. So glad to have you. And uh, Brewers get yet another win, the return of Josh Hader. And we talked about this a little yesterday. Using Devin Williams three days in a row, you kind of got the feeling that Craig Council knew something and that um, you might suspect that there would be the return of Josh Hader uh, in two two reasons. Uh, that's good. One, Josh Hader, good to have him back, obviously. And two is uh, that means that all is well, uh, at least for the time being, with his wife and the unborn baby and such. So uh, we're, we're glad about that also. So um, two pieces of good news yesterday. So they got to Adam Wainwright early and uh, ended up closing things out and got all that done, and the Brewers ended up getting a win. So nice job. Nice job. 877-867-1670. One hit us up. Feel free. They gain yet another game on the uh, on the Cardinals. Four and a half games. Uh, by the way, speaking of gaining, uh, not to say that uh, they're going to be a good baseball team anytime soon, but my God, did the Reds beat the hell out of the Cubs. The highest scoring day in 23 years, 20 to 5. 20 to 5. The Reds beat the hell out of the Cubs. Uh yesterday I don't know what was more uh joyous <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I had um during the the game yesterday and last night uh I was I, I was following on Twitter and I was you know watching and such. Um I was sitting there and I had friends saying this is great. They got to Wainwright. This is awesome. You know, Josh Hader escapes the ninth inning and gets out of the jam, his 37th straight scoreless appearance, which was fantastic. But as the Reds continue to mount runs, people are like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Oh, my God, another one. Oh, my God, another It was just run after run after run after run. And people were just relishing in the flying of the L as the Cubs lose yet again. The Cubs only four games better now than the Reds. That's it. The Cubs are only four games better than Cincinnati, who has climbed into double digits. They now have 14 wins on the season. The Reds do. The Cubs, 18 wins. That's it. I don't know what was the bigger story. Obviously, the Brewers continue to win, and that's fantastic. But the fact that the fact that uh, people were just just laughing at and ran again, again, it's one of those days. You know, they may bounce back today and get a two to one win. Who knows? But uh, the Cubs got absolutely just just dump trucked yesterday down at Great American Ballpark. Holy mackerel. <laughs> the highest scoring day in 23 years as they ended up beating the uh, the Cubs 20 to 5. 20 to 5. So there you have it. Uh 877-867-1670. You can hit us up there. You can also find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. You can track us down there at Ben Z Kenny producing the show today at Ben Z Kenny. Uh, also, um, you can find us over on, uh, YouTube, go to youtube.com slash bill Michaels show, youtube.com slash bill Michaels show. Also another aspect, you can find us over on Facebook and a Facebook fan page. And I'm going to post a lot of these pictures today as well, but you can find us on the Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com slash the bill Michaels show Twitch TV. You can track us down and email us as always the bill Michaels at gmail.com the bill Michaels at gmail.com. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, Pamela says I was happy to volunteer yesterday placing some of those flags and it was an honor. Pamela, it is an impressive, impressive sight. It really is. For those that have not seen it, uh, that is, 
uh, a picture of just part of the field of flags uh, if you're watching over on the Bud Light live stream. And I encourage you today maybe to go there and watch it a little bit. And I'm going to put up random pictures and such throughout the day. Uh, but that it, it is impressive. Over six, And that's only half of the flags that are there. So the view that you see, I couldn't get it all in the frame. But uh, there is uh, probably that's about 3,000 flags right there. But there's another whole half of field that hasn't even been planted yet as they continue to do it. Today it's the Vietnam veterans that are all here, and they're volunteering to put flags into the ground. And the one cool thing about it is it is kind of a breezy day. When all the flags really begin to fly, it is, uh, it's a sight. And I'll post some of the video over on the Facebook fan page today as well. But, uh, Pamela, thank you so much uh, for being a volunteer. Um, got, well, this one is from Rick. says, uh, where are you watching Indy 500 on Sunday? Um, I am going to be early on in the morning. I am coming back from Pembine. I'm going to be up at uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort on Sunday. Or, well, I'm leaving for there tonight, as a matter of fact. And we're going to be at the uh, uh, Forgotten Fire Winery tomorrow for a little bit and then back at uh, Four Seasons tomorrow night and then heading home. So most likely, to be honest with you, I'll probably be at home. Unless I like hit uh, you know, a sports bar or something like that where I go to watch it, uh, probably be at home. Uh, I really haven't made plans for Sunday yet, but I, I, the, the, one of the things I always love during this weekend, and that is the running of the Indy 500 and all the pageantry that goes along with it. Love the Indy 500. Uh, that's actually, uh, every year I reminisce about this, but that's actually where I got my start in sports, in sports broadcasting. So it's, it very much uh, has a, a home feeling to me uh, because that's where I began. And doing a, I was the color commentator for turn four. So... I had a chance uh, to get my uh, my first start right there doing the uh, Indianapolis 500. So thanks so much, Rick. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Ben plans this weekend? Going down to Chicago, actually, visiting some friends down there. Oh, my there. God. Taking All advantage right, of the long some, weekend. I was going to tell you, say, take some runs with you because the Cubs need it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what a game. They got drilled. It was it was great to see. Don't get me wrong, but they got absolutely drilled. Just hammer spanked. Holy mackerel! Um, by the way, uh, Josh Hader saying to everyone yesterday, everything's okay with his pregnant wife Maria. She's been dealing with an issue known as placenta previa. Uh, she's thirty four weeks along, and an emergency C section could be in the cards if the situation would persist. But as of right now, she's uh, she's doing okay. So that's uh, that's the best news of all. And uh, hopefully uh, she continues to stay well and the baby continues to stay well. But, uh, you know, just kind of cross your fingers that everything remains okay. And that was from Todd Rosiak uh, of the Journal Sentinel who covers the Milwaukee Brewers. Had that uh, had that yesterday. So good stuff and uh, glad to hear it. Uh, again, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. Matthew says, uh, hey, unit, the Brewers continue to roll with all the injuries. Give me your thoughts. Do you think this team needs to go out and pick up anyone else? I don't. I think they stay with the punches. I think they stay with the punches until absolutely desperate, uh, which I would agree. I would agree. I said this uh, yesterday. I said it the day before. I, I continue on. I don't worry about the Brewers until you got to worry about the Brewers. It's one thing you can get concerned to a certain extent because, you know, there are some things that begin to mount and guys are having subpar years and 
Lorenzo Cain is struggling, and we all know that. And you know, you you could always use another bat, but if you're winning games consistently and you're doing it now, I put it this way: I am not going to say that come the trade deadline they don't need to make a deal because I think they need because unless pitching goes by the wayside, I think they need to make a deal. I think they need to get another bat. You can't go into the postseason against some of these teams that can put up big time runs and just say we're going to win with pitching. You you have got to be able to plate runs, and that's what we've seen over the last couple of years is that while the pitching has been good and, you know, giving up three, four runs and such, but if you're not going to be able to score more than four runs a game, specifically in the postseason, you're not going to win in the postseason. You've got to score runs. So I am not saying that they're not going to go get a bat. What I'm saying is, is right now, I'm not desperate for one. I think right now what you do is you just sit back, you watch your season unfold, and you just begin to do your due diligence. And I'm sure David Stearns is doing that. But I think knee-jerk reactions when somebody goes down or you're missing a player for a couple of weeks or what have you, I, I for those that say, well, you got to make a move, you got to go get somebody, I, I don't think you have to do that. I really don't. I don't think you have to do that. I think you're good to stand pat and just kind of, you know, move like an iceberg. This season is a long season in Major League Baseball. For as much as we want to be reactive game in and game out, the season is an incredibly long season, and things can dramatically change between now and the end of July. So I think you just kind of hold firm to what you have and, and just wait and see. And and I would agree with that sentiment, Matt. Appreciate it. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, we are broadcasting live down here at the War Memorial, the Wisconsin War Memorial. It's in Milwaukee County, sitting on the lakefront. But it is truly Wisconsin's War Memorial with the eternal flame and such down here, remembering Memorial Day weekend coming up. So stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show live down here at the War Memorial coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. inning for for anybody going through some really good hitters but he he handled it well i mean that's what he's so good at stuff starts going on and got a couple guys have good at bats and he still slows the game down and makes pitches guys get him tough at bats and he still makes pitches those situations there's not a lot of room for error but there's never any speed up in josh and and that's what allows him to keep making pitches and it's an inning where you got to keep making pitches Welcome back to the program. Josh Hader gets out of a jam and gets the job done. Uh, Craig Council talking about it after the fact, and the Brewers get yet another win. And the Brewers are up right now on the uh, the Cardinals when it comes to the standings for the National League Central. Four and a half games right now. Ten games in front of Pittsburgh, ten and a half in front of Chicago, and 14 and a half in front of Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh and um, the uh, Cubs tied with 18 wins apiece Cubs have one more loss uh 26 losses where the Pittsburgh Pirates only have 25 in the season and Cincinnati has finally climbed into double digit wins uh, a little while ago with 14 14 and 30 on the season the Brewers 29 and 16 and they have the second best record right now 
in the National League, only behind the Dodgers, who are 30-14. and 30-14. and 14. Uh, And if the Brewers were in the, uh, well, overall in Major League Baseball, the Brewers have the third best record. They're tied with Houston, who also is 29-16. The Yankees 32-13 and on the season, and uh, the Twins leading their division 27 27- and 18. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us. Um, give us a shout. So um, you, you've got uh, last night after the ball game, you've got uh, Craig Council, and uh, he had uh, discussed so many. When, you, when it comes to, uh, you know, getting – when you when you get a win against Wainwright, uh, Wainwright has been so good for so long. Now we all know that it, uh, you know, much like, you know, the sun coming up, you're just waiting for the injury to Wainwright at some point because it usually happens. But Craig Council talks about so many getting so many hits against Wainwright. Yeah, a lot, a lot of base hits, um, some two out hits that, that were that were big, and we, we did a nice job against Wainwright. And we, we did a nice job. The Palante did a really good job for them, but we did a nice job against Wainwright and put pressure on him every inning and made him work every inning. And you know, take take four runs against him. It's well done. And then also, uh, you know, Craig Council said, "Hey, look, Eric Lauer, you know, he stuck with it. He gave up a couple runs early on." in the contest and uh, he ended up just kind of hanging in there and stuck with it and and all, well, ultimately kept the kept the team in the game. He throws 60 pitches basically and only gives up two runs and then he and then he was, you know, very very good the next 3 innings, nothing nothing really cooking. So, you know, we we needed that fifth inning. It was it was big. Um, I mean, I think he was close to frankly going out there for the sixth inning, but it was a it was a good outing and we got another great outing from our bullpen. So, Ben, were you upset that uh, he did not uh, get out there for that sixth inning? Not really. I mean, it took him so many pitches to grind through the first five. Um, I mean, Eric Lauer is on my fantasy team, and would I have enjoyed a couple more points? Absolutely. But you get it. I mean, he was he was grinding his way to get that deep in the game. I was really kind of what Council said. I was really impressed that uh, he got knocked around pretty well in the first two innings and then settled in. But those are the type of outings that you don't need to go that late if they're already grinding to get right. that deep. Because he didn't get over 100 pitches. He he went to 96. So I, it wasn't like he couldn't have gone one more inning. But I was I was kind of wondering when they brought Kelly in, I was kind of wondering if uh, if you were – you're the first guy I think of if a pitcher doesn't go six. <laughs> is the when they go out and get him and he hasn't reached 100 yet, I'm always sitting there thinking to myself, is Ben Kenny throwing something at the television right now? <laughs> No, there's a difference between high pitch count because you're missing bats and their strikeouts and high pitch count because you're getting hit a little bit and grinding through innings. Like if he was at 96 and he was, you know, fanning guys and just getting into six pitch at bats, then yeah, I would have liked to see him come back out. But right, right. I also am so a, a believer. With it. I'm a big believer in what council does. I, I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt right. in those situations. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Uh, Lauer goes five innings, four hits, two runs, both of them earned. One strikeout, four walks yesterday. Only one strikeout and four walks. And like you said, he got uh, got beat up a little bit. Uh, you had uh, a good inning from uh, Kelly. Uh, you had a good inning from Boxberger. And then Hader comes in, gives up just one hit. 
and uh, throws a walk as well and gets out a little bit of a jam, gives you the one strikeout. 23 pitches to get through that final inning, but gets his 16th save of the year. And uh, after, you know, Lauer got, you know, knocked around, like you said, a little bit, Council says, look, he, he then got locked in. He just got locked in. Um and just just pumping strikes um you know there was not a lot of hard contact after the second so it was just i think just delivery just getting a little locked in and all we always say it's that that starter hadn't been out there that first inning's tough you know you're not haven't been out there in five days and um you know fortunately he got through it and then uh, last but not least adam wainwright five innings 10 hits four runs Three of them earned. They did have the one error. He had uh, one walk, a couple of strikeouts, and then uh, ultimately uh, gave up the long ball to Urias. That was in the first inning off of Wainwright. And, and you know, when asked about it after the game, you know, Craig Council, he, he was asked, you know, did you guys approach things differently because you guys haven't necessarily had the most success against Adam Wainwright? And he said, no, you know, just kind of did our normal thing. There's not something new to discuss. It is. It's about your plan against them. Um anticipating a little bit of what what is he going to do to you we, we know what he's good at he's going to he's going to do what he's good at it's getting a pitch to hit and we did, we did a nice job of that and laying off the 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 stuff that's you know the breaking ball down cutter in you know laying off that stuff so the top of the lineup yesterday pretty solid when you think about it uh colton wong one for five scored a run yesterday had just the one strikeout the urias we just talked about had the had the bomb uh, and uh, he ended up going one for five. Christian Yelich again, two for four yesterday with an RBI, took a walk as well, did have a couple of strikeouts. Uh, McCutcheon, he's got his average now up to 258 with an on-base percentage of 312 and a slugging percentage of 375. Uh, two for five, scored a run yesterday, also had an RBI. So solid day there. Uh, Rowdy Telez uh, had a base knock. Tyrone Taylor had a base knock. Nervaez, two for four yesterday. So offensively speaking, for the Brewers, not a bad day at the plate yesterday with 12 hits. And everybody that got an at-bat yesterday at some point got a hit. So good to, good to see the offense continue to kind of keep it up, especially when we talk about uh, the injury bug and what this team has kind of had to deal with just a little bit. So, um, you know, good stuff. You get another one coming up again tonight. Excited for that? Brewers baseball later on this evening. Stay tuned for that on many of these same stations. You've got to the Brewers and the Cardinals. Woodruff goes to the hill for the crew, 5-2 and two with a 4.76 ERA against Hudson, who is 3-2 with a 3.60 ERA, 7.15 tonight. 7.15 tonight, Central Time. There you have it. Um, this one's from Anthony, who says, uh, not worried at all about the Brewers. I think the Brewers are on pace to win 95 games. I th- uh, he says, I think I predicted at the beginning of the season. You'll have to ask my brother, who I bet with. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, anytime you place a bet, the, the other guy's always going to remember exactly what it is you say. Uh, he said that the Brewers wouldn't win 89 games. He took the under. So I think the Brewers are going to make my bet a safe one. I'll be glad to collect the money against my brother, and hopefully they go deep into the postseason. Uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, I got a question. I got a weird question. I'm going to answer it real quick. Uh, over on the Bud Light live stream, Brentley says, I've been looking at buying some Skyline Chili. Now, Skyline Chili, you know, as I, I've talked about before, it's originally – from where I grew up, which was back in Cincinnati, he said it's on Amazon, some cans I can buy, but where do you recommend I buy it from? Well, if you are in the state of Wisconsin, you can buy it. Pick and Save carries it. Woodman's carries it. you got to look at it. It's usually like around the Hormel chili section. Canned chili. Look for the canned chili. 
He said, um, also, if I make it myself, do uh, you cook the chili and then dump it uh, in on the spaghetti noodles? Well, what you do is you make spaghetti separate, and then you take the noodles, put it on a bowl or a plate, take the chili, put it on that, and then after that, you you finally use the fine side of the grater. Don't use the thick side of the grater. The fine side of the grater for mild cheddar cheese, grate that out, put that on top. If you like onions... Or beans, now that's something different. You can add onions, you can add beans, put that on top of the chili, and then you the wait till it cools a bit and, and begins to coagulate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you uh, go ahead and throw on some of those oyster crackers, and you go. It's, it's good stuff, man. I love it. Got me thinking now. It's not helping the diet. Uh, Rick says you can buy it at Walmart, too. So there you go. Yeah, it's everywhere now. It's getting everywhere. I actually tried to buy a franchise and bring it into uh, years ago in Milwaukee. Uh, And we had the building. We had the site. We had the storefront, the whole deal. And they would not allow us to franchise it outside of 150 miles of of its origin, which is Cincinnati, Ohio. So we just we couldn't get it up here. But we tried to. Just tried to. Maybe we should try again. It's like printing money, man. Printing money, especially if you keep it open until 3 a.m., right after the bars close. Printing money. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. We are broadcasting live here at the War Memorial. We are right here on Lake Michigan and uh, in remembrance of uh, Memorial Day weekend and what it is truly all about. And uh, you are looking live right now on the Bud Light live stream. You're looking live out over the uh, the lakefront. And the square up here, but also uh, off into the distance is the field where the field of flags continues to grow. And right now you have a lot of Vietnam veterans out there uh, putting the flags in the ground as they remember those from the state of Wisconsin who have fallen. And we'll have more of an explanation on all of this coming up here about an hour from now. Dan Buttry, who is the uh, the president down here of the War Memorial. And I've got a good history with Dan. Dan was the original president of Fisher House, Wisconsin. And uh, he'll be here to tell you a little bit more about what's going on down here this weekend. And as a a guy who is a veteran, we'll, uh, you know, kind of get a little bit more of a sense as to what Memorial Day weekend is all about. But uh, thanks for taking a listen to us on this special broadcast, on this special day. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there. And I'm going to be there tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Forgotten Fire Winery. Now, we know Wisconsinites. We're not pretentious. We're not stoony. We're just good people. That's what we try to be with Midwestern values, Midwestern charm. It is what it is. So tomorrow, heading up to Forgotten Fire Winery, uh, tomorrow from noon to 4, they have some music. So going to go listen to some music, take a winery tour, go meet the winemaker tomorrow, and uh, take, a, take a tasting of some of the wines, some of the ciders that they have. Looking forward to it. And you can do it as well. You can do it there. You can find the wines and the ciders in many of the grocery stores and liquor stores all throughout the state, the wine stores all throughout the state as well. And I highly recommend it. Forgotten Fire Winery. And if you can't find it in any of those stores, ask for it by name. Ask for it by name. Or just simply go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Good people, good sponsor right here in the state of Wisconsin, up in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, up there. But it's going to be worth the travel, worth the trip. And they do events up there, too. Uh, like tomorrow, they're going to have some music. But if you're looking for a, a place to get away, a tasting, kind of a romantic weekend, whatever it happens to be, uh, there you go. Forgotten Fire Winery. Good stuff. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. We are broadcasting live down here at the uh, the War Memorial on the lakefront uh, of Lake Michigan. And uh, here today, obviously, getting ready for the Memorial Day weekend and all that it uh, has to offer, which uh, out here, which if, if you can get a look, and I don't know if you can see it real well on the live shot, um, but on the live shot, uh, and right off into the distance, uh, kind of just beyond the parking lot, is the field where the Field of Flags is going to be finalized tomorrow, uh, but it continues to grow today. It began yesterday as they put uh, one flag for every Wisconsinite who perished. I, and this is, we'll have it better explained to us coming up here in a little bit less than an hour by Dan Buttry, who is the, uh, the, the director down here. Um, but it's for, I believe it's for one flag because they start with the Civil War. One flag for every Wisconsinite lost in that conflict. And then every year it's going to be an additional conflict and and or war. And um, then eventually it will all be a conglomeration of all. And then they look to, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be thir- plus over 30,000 plus flags eventually. But uh, just what a what a powerful scene down here. As uh, I just kind of show you around a little bit for those watching on the Bud Light live stream. Uh, and I posted some of the pictures over on the Facebook fan page as well. The Eternal Flame, uh, the field, obviously, uh, when you come down here. Um, the uh, girder from 9-11 from, one of the, uh, from the World Trade Center. Uh, the, uh, the table setting for the POW MIA. Uh, and then there is the, uh, the powerful picture of the uh, soldier holding the hand of a young, young person. Uh, saying the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because of what he loves behind him. And uh, just a, a really powerful image. So if you come down here, you can take a look around. It's free of charge. But uh, it's just a reminder as to what this weekend uh, truly is all about. And you know that I'm very, very supportive of our military men and women and veterans and such that have served that you know, allow us every night to lay our head on our pillows because they sign on the dotted line and say they got this. And so that's the reason we are here. Um, Rick says, by the way, uh, you have to hit up the fire museum when I'm up there in uh, Peshtigo. Uh, the, uh, the Remember Peshtigo burned down years and years and years ago. Uh, the Peshtigo fire burned the entire city down. So, yeah, they've got uh, that fire museum up there. Uh, I do remember that, as a matter of fact. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So here's a question. Um, and I know Craig Council is creeping up on the all-time wins. We talked about this the other day when it comes to, because Phil Garner has a ton of wins, but he's got more losses than he does wins. And when you look at the the managers in Brewers history, um is Craig Council the best manager in the history of the Milwaukee Brewers? Is he the best manager in the history of the Milwaukee Brewers? And I think at this point, you would probably have to say, yeah, right? You would. You, I, I think you would have to. When you look, because Phil Garner has 563 wins. Phil Garner fights. Scrap Iron's got 563 wins, but 617 losses. 
He has 1,180 games managed. Craig Council has 1,008 games managed. So thus, 172 games less. But he's already accumulated 529 wins. You would assume he is going to eclipse Phil Garner this season in wins. And if he ends up 10, 12, 15 games over 500, I mean, he may not even get, I I would assume he's probably going to end up with um, more than 500 losses total by the end of the season. But you got to think that once he eclipses Phil Garner, Craig Council is by, by far, right? The best manager in Brewers history. Now, he has not given them a World Series. He has not taken them to a World Series, so I understand that. I get it. But would you not say in four postseason appearances, he's 7-10. and 10. He's 7-10. and 10. Harvey Keene was 6-6 six and six in postseason. So if he gets a few more wins and actually gets more wins than losses in the postseason this year, which would be fantastic, don't get me wrong, um, that means they don't ultimately win a, a championship. But let's just say he gets to the league championship. He would eclipse Phil Garner for wins. He would also have more wins in the postseason. He does have more wins in the postseason right now than anybody. Is, Phil, is 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 Craig Council the best manager in Brewers history? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Is he the best manager in Brewers history? Carl says, I think he is the best in team history, yes. Brandon says he's going to get to the World Series this year. Uh, Carl also says, I think many times it comes down to management. If the team spends money for good players, it helps a manager. Mark Atanasio and David Stearns helped counsel a lot not to take anything away from what he has done. The one thing, though, that I find so interesting about that is that Craig Council, um, couldn't you say with the analytics and the way he's been able to, because he is not, do you think the brew, Ben, let me ask you this. Compared to, the, say, the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Mets, you look at the teams that have spent money, the Dodgers, compared to those teams, and even the Cubs early on, compared to those teams, would you say the Brewers always had the best team? No. Most times, See, no. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I think they get it done by the manipulation of the analytics. They get it done with statistics. They get it done with matchups. They get it done in those particular ways. Now, don't get me wrong. They've had some key components, and they've had better pitching. And we all know pitching will win you a lot of games. But if you go top to bottom, pound for pound, player for player, I think other teams have had more talented teams. But in the grand scheme of wins, I would I would venture to guess that I think Craig Council is probably the better manager. I would also I say by far. I would also argue that the way Council manages his team and his pitching staff especially, it has made them better 
than on the field. The way that he's approached mm-hmm. going about the rotation and the bullpen and everything has maximized right. the, all of their talent. So, yeah. See, I would agree with that. I and I know some people get on council because of the way he manages the pitching staff, but you can't argue with the outcome. The wins far outseed, far exceed the losses. And I know it hasn't given, but, but it hasn't given the Brewers a championship. But pound for pound, you start to go around that team. When you look at guys like Ogilvy and Gorman Thomas and Robin Yount and Paul Molitor, and you go through that whole Cecil Cooper, you know, go through that whole team and the pitching staff that they had, pound for pound, that was a far better team. A far better team. And yet the Brewers of today, without having big power hitters and and power pitchers and all that kind of they they get it done in a different way. That's the reason I can say, I I think you know for what Craig Council has and what he's done, I I would think he's the better manager. I I, th- I think he's been able to manage a better game. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy is Craig Council, is Craig Council, the best manager in Brewers history? Is he the best manager in Brewers history? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Now, the only guy that's had success of winning percentage better was when Harvey Keene took over for Buck Rogers and it became Harvey's Wallbangers for that period of time in 82 and 83. 877-867-1670. And then there's Dale Swain, obviously. He was the, the manager with a winning percentage after 12 games. He was 7-5, and five, but you, you can't. you got to go with at least 100 games if you understand what I'm saying. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show broadcasting live down here at the uh, War Memorial uh, right here on uh, the lakefront of Lake Michigan. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Lakefront, Lake Michigan, uh, in Milwaukee County here, and uh, they are putting together the Field of Flags. They have a ceremony here tomorrow morning. We're going to hear more about that coming up here in about 35 minutes as Dan Buttry, the director down here, is going to be joining us uh, to tell us a little bit more about the event upcoming and uh, what you see uh, down below where the parking lot is and some of the tables and such are set up. That is uh, a, a beer garden that they have out here during the summer. And they do some different events and fundraisers and such down here. And uh, as they really have ramped up their fundraising efforts and uh, just a a really, it gives you perspective, I guess is the best way to put it. When you have Memorial Day weekend coming up and everybody's looking forward to being out of work and a three-day work or a three-day weekend. And I get it. You know, the sun's going to come out as it's already starting to come out here. And you can see some blue skies off in the distance a little bit and, 
we're all looking forward to warmer weather and it's the unofficial start of summer and it's just like you know i get it you know we're ready to go but uh also memorial day weekend is a time of remembrance and i remember when i was a kid man my uh my aunt and uncle would come down all the time they would bring the gold uh, the gold spray paint and it was always we would go to the uh, cemeteries and we would decorate the uh, graves of soldiers uh with my with my family so that was always you know my dad being a, an army veteran and uh, my uncle being an army veteran he was an air force veteran i i take that back he was in the air force and uh, just you know it was always one of those those weekends of remembrances you know so uh that's what i ask you to do this weekend just just remember nothing more just just remember uh 877-867-1670 so is craig council when you look at his win total as it continues to climb he is right now craig council sits at 529 wins 479 losses 525 winning percentage the most wins in brewers history is held by phil garner at 563 right now so he's 34 excuse me uh 44 um win no 34 34 excuse me 34 wins more than Craig Council, but 617 losses where Council only has 479. Council's winning percentage, 525 as the Brewers manager. Do you think he is the best manager in Brewers history? Uh, Dean says, yeah, I think that Council's the best Brewers manager, especially at managing the overall game. Probably isn't celebrated as much as he doesn't have the big personality that former skippers have. Um. By the way, Thomas says, Bill, the wife and I are in the final week of an eight-week trip to Spain. Uh, Portugal, France, we're going to be in Bordeaux next week. Do you need any wine? Oh, my God, I always could use wine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is a hell of a trip, man. Thomas, appreciate it. Wow. That's going to be a beautiful, wonderful trip, to say the very least. Going over to the uh, email. Got some emails I want to get to as well. Uh, This first one is from uh, Joe. Joe says, uh, good morning, Bill. Uh, I am a veteran. Appreciate what you guys are doing down there today. Thanks so much for remembering those who have fallen. I do believe that the Brewers' best manager has been Craig Council. He does it in a different style. Uh, I agree. He's not outspoken. He's not flamboyant. He just goes about his business and gets it done. I think that's why they win because he's not too high and not too low. In today's day and age, that's the way you have to be. Uh, that's from Joe. Joe, appreciate it very much. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Andrew says, uh, hey, unit, uh, hands down. Council is the best manager, not being a prisoner of the moment. I have seen some of the managers in the past, and I understand their records. I'm not over 30 years old yet, but I am a Brewers enthusiast, and I do believe that he is the best. There you go, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. 877-867-1670. Hey, coming up later in the program, speaking of Andrew, Andrew Brandt is going to be joining us. We're going to hear from him. We're going to get his thoughts on the Green Bay Packers. We'll also get his thoughts on uh, what's going on with Deshaun Watson. And now that we have seen some of the footage from uh, the, uh, you know, the real sports with Brian Gumble and Watson's accuser speaking out, and what the NFL may end up doing or may not end up doing. We'll, we'll talk with him a little bit about that. He's been very uh, out front on that particular story when it comes to the business of sports. We'll get into that. And also, I want to take a little bit deeper look into the NFL ownership when we start to talk about some of the owners and uh, the accusations against Stephen Ross and Jimmy Haslam and now Daniel Snyder and all the things that have gone on and what may or may not come of, uh, perception-wise, Colin Kaepernick. Now that he's had a tryout 
with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So we're going to get into all of that coming up in about an hour from now. Stay tuned. Is Andrew Brandt's going to join us coming up uh, in about an hour and two minutes? So stay stay around for that. We got like, we got a lot of good stuff today. It is one hour down, three yet to go. We are broadcasting uh, live down here at the War Memorial. And thanks to all of you on the Bud Light live stream for paying attention. If you want to watch the program and see some of the sights and scenes and such that we see down here and uh, the field of flags that is just outside representing many lost souls, many lost Wisconsinites on this Memorial Day weekend. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Subscribe for free. Subscribe for free. And uh, and stick around. Also, this portion of the program, if you're going to do something this weekend and you're looking for a boat, uh, stop out to my friends at Skipper Buds out there in Pewaukee. Go see my buddy out there, uh, Todd, who's the general manager. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. Yachts, pontoons, sport, and deck boats. He's got them all. 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.